lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. Welcome back. I want to dedicate this week's podcast to a close family friend who passed away tragically this past week. His name is Mark Alsafram, and this class should be for the Aliyah, the ascent of his neshama, his soul. Our sages teach the famous line that in every generation and every day, a Jew must see himself as if he had that day been liberated from Egypt. And in this week's Parsha, we read the final exodus of the Jews from Egypt. So this week, I want to speak about what it really means for us to leave Egypt personally each and every day. The Hebrew word for Egypt, Mitzrayim, is derived from Mitzarim, meaning narrow straits. And the root Mitzar means constriction and distress and signifies boundary. And when the Jewish people were enslaved in Egypt, they were in a place of constriction. And this was true on a physical and a spiritual level. Physically, they were enslaved, right? They didn't have the mental or physical space to really express their free will in the world. And spiritually, the Torah tells us that both the Jews and the Egyptians were enslaved. How so? So the sages say that ironically, even though Egypt was a land blessed with physical bounty, the Egyptians were very narrow-minded in their exclusive focus on materialism, physicality, and power. And, you know, any form of spirituality that they practiced in the form of idol worship was really a means to achieving their material ends. And as I've spoken about before, as the Jews lived in this society, it was affecting them spiritually as well. You know, they were getting caught up in the idol worship and the hedonistic endeavors. So spiritually, they were on a very low level. The Torah tells us they were on the 49th level of Tuma, of impurity. And had they reached the 50th level, they would not have been redeemable. I can't help but comment that, you know, America really reminds me in Egypt of Egypt in this way. Like we're blessed with so much material bounty and blessing in America. You know, there's even movements today on minimalism because people have so much that now they need to focus on consuming less and paring down. Um, so we have so much. And yet, despite all of the physical bounty, we're really very focused on, you know, career and money and power and science, you know, nature, the things that are right in front of our eyes that we can see physically, you know, spiritual matters are definitely not the focus of our, of our consumer culture and are sometimes even mocked. So Eretz Israel, the land of Israel is ironically a narrow land physically, and yet it's referred to as a place of expansion by our sages. Why? Because in Israel, a land that is not as fertile as Egypt, the people were forced and are still forced to look up to Hashem and to pray for our needs. And I just want to add to that, that surrounded by our enemies, Israel's really a place that requires miracles to survive. So it's ironic that Egypt was a place of so much physical blessing, and yet it's described as a narrow place because the mindset of the people there was narrow and exclusively focused on their own ego and satisfying their own pleasures. And Israel is a physically narrow land, 
but it's described as a place of expansiveness because people are looking up to Hashem and connecting to Hashem and getting outside of themselves. So there's a paradigm here that I want to propose. Egypt really represents restriction, limitation, narrowness, the things that enslave us and hold us back. And freedom represents transcendence, being able to go beyond the physical limitations holding us back. And the Ramchal taught that the exodus from Egypt never really reached its culmination and continues throughout history, and now we can see why. Because Egypt is not just a place. It's a state of mind. It's a reality that continues to this day and throughout all of history to some extent, both on a national level for the Jewish people and in our own individual lives. So I want to explore this a little bit now. If Egypt represents enslavement and barriers to achieving our true potential, then on a national level in every generation, you know, there are obstacles and enemies that rise up and threaten to destroy us. So obviously we have anti-Semitism and this takes different forms and shapes in different countries and people throughout the generations. And then also I want to say today with COVID, I find that being part of Jewish life could be more challenging. You know, there's less communal events and are we really inspired to grow Jewishly on our own? You know, do we allow the fear of getting COVID trump everything else, including spiritual growth? Um, Do we allow ourselves to become paralyzed from this pandemic and to wallow in depression? Um, What my rabbi, Rabbi Graydon from Los Angeles said, and I'll never forget, he said, what will matter is when we come out of this, not just that we survive physically, but who did we become? Like, did this change us? Like, did this make us better people, this, this challenge of the pandemic? So in every generation, we have unique challenges that kind of hold us back to fulfilling our full potential. And obviously right now we have the pandemic, but, you know, I think there's also a huge lack of self-esteem, people really not believing in themselves to achieve their dreams. And I just want to give a quick shout out to an amazing new podcast called Life of Awesome. You should really check it out. Um, It's by Saul Blinkoff. For those who don't know Saul, he's really amazing. I'm proud to say that we come from the same hometown, Hewlett, New York, and he went on to become a Disney animator and works for Netflix and DreamWorks. And um, he's really such an amazing, inspiring speaker. And he's all about living an awesome life and how you can believe in yourself and achieve your dreams. So I think it was very apropos to mention that in this in this week's podcast, as we're talking about moving past our own personal Egypts, our own personal limitations and achieving our potential. But yeah, so we have lack of self-esteem. We can have distraction. I think that's a huge generational problem now and the inability to just focus, you know, because we're constantly on social media and checking WhatsApp and this and that. And obviously everything I'm listing are things that that I struggle with myself. And, uh, you know, the consumerism we face, constant calls um, online to to buy this and we need that to be happy. Um, The desire for power and, and money and ego and just simple inertia and laziness, you know, like... I find in the pandemic, it's sometimes so hard to just even get anything done. Um, and depression and self-pity, um, all of these things are, are potential personal mitzrayims, things that could hold us back, you know, coping mechanisms that are unhealthy, like food addiction or shopping addiction. Um, you know, I, of course, I can't relate to those at all. But, <laughs> but you know, really just there's so many potential personal mitzrayims or things that could hold us back. But now I think we have a better understanding of what it means that in every generation and every day, a Jew must see himself as if he had that day been liberated from Egypt. So 
what I'm what I think this means is that every day we have to see ourselves as we're working through our own personal limitations and challenges and the things that are holding us back to become the best people that we can be. And the question is obviously how do we do this? And I'm not really sure that I have the answer as I'm still figuring it out myself, but I want to throw out some ideas, some food for thought for all of us. So I think regardless of what our own personal challenges and struggles are, there's three different things that I want to talk about based on my teacher, Jackie Engel Glazer, clarity, connection, and meaning. This is a a saying that I learned from her, clarity, connection, and meaning. So I think these three things can help us move past our own personal Mitzrayim, our own personal Egypt. So clarity, objectiveness, getting clarity on our lives and our habits. You know, sometimes we're just so in our own lives, we don't even like see it from the outside, like places where we're getting stuck. Because, right, that's what we're really talking about here, getting unstuck. So just even getting clarity, whether we take a step back and do like a cheshbon hanefesh, doing our own reflection, accounting of the soul, or seeking out objective insight from a friend or a mentor or a therapist. Another thing is connection, right? We can always reach out to Hashem. And and even just the act of reaching out to Hashem is, is an expansive act that can take us out of narrow thinking and just focusing only on the physical world, but moving into the spiritual realm. My teacher, Sario Heaven Riggler, always says that we have to put Hashem in the picture. And I find that when I do this, whether it's asking Hashem for help or seeing how Hashem has a hand in the situation I'm going through, it really alleviates my suffering and, and gives me chizek encouragement and help. So in the realm of connection, we have connection to Hashem, but then we also have connection to other people, which is such a great way to get outside of ourselves. This week, I, I've been feeling very stuck <laughs> in many ways, trapped in my own um, personal little Mitzrayim and trying to get out. And one way that really helped me was, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we have a close family friend who, who passed away this past week, and I was feeling really, really down, really down <laughs> in a dark place by myself, and um, nothing was helping. And then finally, I was thinking you know, I really want to give a call to my family friend and tell her I'm so sorry. I, I really, I've been meaning to call her for the past few days and I have to call her. And making the effort to call her and to speak to her, I felt a sense of purpose. I had a mitzvah to do. I had something to do that got me outside of my own head and outside of my own self-pity and wallowing and depression. And I was able to have this conversation with her and she appreciated it so much and it uplifted both of us, I think. And I walked away feeling actually a lot better. (laughs) So we have clarity, connection, and meaning. And for meaning, I want to speak about Torah learning, which really gives us clarity and connection, but also meaning. And if you think about it, the Jewish people came out of Egypt, you know, imagine the scene as they walked through the split sea. It was like coming through the birth canal. I mean, it's so amazing. But we were, we were birthed as a nation to live the Torah. And what is the Torah? It's really like Hashem's mind. It's learning Hashem's mind. It's bringing light into this world. It's so filled with wisdom of how to live and how to live in the best way. So when we're talking about getting out of ourselves and, and getting unstuck and moving past our challenges and through our suffering, there's no better antidote, in my opinion, than just opening up the Torah and learning. And I love focusing on the Parsha because it's so in tune with, with the energy of the time that we're in right now that I always find things to talk about or think about that are so relevant to what I'm personally going through. When I was in law school, I really felt enslaved. 
at times because the amount of work that's given is so overwhelming that to just kind of keep up with your studies and maybe like do a little bit of exercise and eat and sleep, you know, there's not much more time, um, you know, plus checking Instagram and whatever, like there's not time for anything else. And uh, it's very easy to just kind of get so narrow-minded and focused on like, okay, I have to get the grades so that I can get the job, so I can get the salary, so I can have the prestige, you know, and I felt like everyone around me was just so focused on this one goal. And thankfully, I was so grateful that I had Shabbos. And I write about this in my book that I had the opportunity each week to really take a step back and look at my own life from like a bird's eye view. And, you know, was I really happy? Like, was this what I really wanted in life? Like, how was I feeling? Where was my life going? You know, just to even like check in with myself on a weekly basis and or think about other things besides law talk about anything else besides law you know like just to have that I came back each week feeling like refreshed and like myself you know I didn't I didn't feel like I was so enslaved to this program that I didn't even know who I was that I lost myself I did almost lose myself at at certain times but um thankfully in the end I I emerged (laughs) so to sum up Egypt represents restriction, limitation, narrowness, the things that enslave us and hold us back and get us stuck. And freedom represents transcendence, expansiveness, being able to go beyond the limitations physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually that are holding us back and really becoming the people that we're meant to be. And obviously doing this is a a lifelong effort, which is why our sages tell us that in every generation and every day, we must see ourselves as if we've been liberated from Egypt. And thank God the Torah gives us many, many tools through which to do this. Briefly, we spoke about clarity, connecting to Hashem and to others, and meaning through Torah learning. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share. And if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful. Take care.